Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two live from the winter meetings in San Diego as we start off the show in only one way possible. We bring in MLB Network's Cliff Floyd. He joins us as Fantasy Sports Today is live starting now. From the 2019 Baseball Winter Meetings. Strikes out the side on 10 pitches. This is Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Now, let's go live to the Hyatt in San Diego with your hosts, Craig Mish and former MLB scout, Bernie Buskoff. All right, welcome back. It's hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today, live from the Grand Hyatt in San Diego as we break down the winter meetings. Bernie Pleskov, Craig Miss, Joe Pizapia back in New Jersey, and, of course, our producer, Sean Guastamacchia. Very busy day ahead for our next guest, who you can catch over on MLB Network, also does the broadcast for the Toronto Blue Jays and has always uh, been a part of, of everything that I've done for the last, I don't know, forever. Um, Cliff Floyd uh, joins us now to talk about some of the winter meetings, comings and goings. And uh, Cliff, as always, it is awesome to see you and have you here on uh, on the show. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, man. I appreciate you, man. And, you know, for our audience, man, you know, feelings are mutual. You know, this, you gave me my first start in this business, you know, sitting on the radio and, and uh, not knowing what the heck I was doing. But trying to figure it out on the fly is my second, you know, You're coming. You're such a superstar now. But I appreciate you. You know, a lot now, of hard let work. Let me just tell you something. Cliff Floyd could play today. And Cliff Floyd could be a star today. I really believe that. Well, Look at the shape this man is in. <laughs> he, and, and not, but, but not only as a star on the field, but off the field, Bernie, the man, make the man that this person is I know. with right. family I know. and friends and relationships and you and people only get to see one side of this man i have seen the thing you would you would be blown away with the things that we would have to do two hours on the show for the for the relationship i, get it. I feel great i get it and you I know feel what? honored that i'm sitting here talking to thank you thank you bernie you know i think the biggest thing is fellas um you know is you gotta say hi you just I say what well, hello to people. You know, people don't say hi. You know, it's crazy. You can walk past somebody and just it's like it's money. They don't want to get rid of it. You know? <laughs> I'm telling you. And so I just I always you know my dad always say look man, say hi, say what's up. You gotta be you can be short, but you gotta say hi. And you know I think that in itself I I like to smile and I like to say hi. And um, and you your know. mom also, uh, yeah. great great woman who well, I've, I've gotten to know very well too. Okay, so uh, all right, so all of the love we can do off the air, which we do every day. Let's let's get to the baseball. Uh, Garrett Cole, Cliff, man, if, if Cliff Floyd was playing now, would he? What? How much? Two hundred million? Three hundred? <laughs> oh my gosh! We boy. all think about it. Oh, it's I, monopoly. Three hundred twenty-four million. Yeah, they bought Boardwalk. You know, Our Craig. I, you know, we I, we sitting there last night, and before the sweepstakes even started. You know, you thinking two thirty, two forty. I don't even know. I, I when it get to three twenty four, and you talking about it last night, and you looking at Gary Cole and what he represents and how elite he is. 
I think he's a guy, if you have to go to that number, you know, you don't bat an eye. Mm-hmm. I think, and if you're going, and if you're serious about winning, the chip, not winning and just getting to the postseason, you know, I look at the Dodgers and I, I hear they were all in. But if you're all in, you won seven consecutive NL West titles. It's time for you to win the chip. That's right. And you haven't done it. That's what I'm saying. So, and, and, and what's in house? It's good. It's, it's really good. You got a Hall of Fame in Kershaw. You got Walker Buehler, who's, go, who's going to be elite. But then you start to see what, what's next. What What's going to fall for you to what's get gonna past? What's going to get you over what's the top? What's going to get you over the top? We've right. seen it the last couple of seasons with Justin Verlander and what he did for the Astros. That's right. You sign him at the, at the deadline, and he takes you to the postseason and wins. No question. So I think this is what the Yankees saw. They had to have it. They tired of taking the L. You want to go to the World Series and win it? Garrett Cole is going to help you is. do that. That's picture. All right, so so that gets done. Uh, that was the big deal. Uh, where do other teams go from here, Cliff? The teams that did not get uh, Garrett Cole. You, uh, you know, the Angels are still out there and right. some other teams as well. Well, I think when you look at the Angels, they have to still um, be super thirsty to go make a move and desperate to make a, a major move. And major moves can still be made. And so if you're saying Mad Bum, and Ryu, or you saying Mad Bomb and Keiko? I, st- yeah. I still believe the Angels need two pitchers, not one, to solidify that rotation. And I, if you have, if you vested four hundred twenty-five million dollars in one player in Mike Trout, don't you have to protect that investment? Don't you have to? Don't you have to make him feel good about coming to spring training? And Cliff, they've got they've got Joe Adele coming up. I don't yes. know if you've seen Joe Adele. I've heard about this him. guy is cut. He is going to be one hell of a baseball player. So that outfield, right? is is going to be terrific, but they can't pitch. And you've got to pitch to win. And now is their time to get over the top. They yeah. are, you know, they're desperate. And let's see if they do right. it. And we've seen, you know, how important it is for you to keep the three-headed monsters, right? Like when you look at the Nationals, I talked to Mike Rizzo last night in the lobby. He's like, I wasn't letting Strasburg go. I, wasn't, I was not going to let. Anybody else reap the benefits of what we planted in the ground, that seed to grow, and then say, hey, you know what? Let's snip it and give them away. I know it costs you $145 million more than what you had to pay them, but you see, you got Steven Strasburg. They got the money. They got it. You got it. Yeah, they got it. Um, Anthony Rendon, uh, somebody texted me last night, a possibility of $275 million. And the Texas Rangers, does that sound a lot? Does that sound right to you? we got about a minute to go here. It, you know what? Um, it sounds about right. Um, you, you look at the Rangers going to a new ballpark. You look at their That's their big. lineup. Yeah. They need offense. Um, you traded Nomar Mazar. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think you have glaring holes. I think they need two hitters. I really do. I think you need Marcel Zuna to go along with Rendon. And then you're talking about 215 RBIs. And about 65 homers. That's uh, last year's number. Another injury risk, though. No, that you, bad it, wheels. You, it, it is bad wheels, and you have to protect these guys. But I do think what helps you is you're in the American League. So if you have to get off your legs, if you yep. have to do certain yep. things, you can slot them into the DA spot and, you buy and get their bats. Uh, yeah, we'll you catch do. you. Well, what time today on MLB Network? Uh, I will be on a 11 to 1, and then MLB now um, 6 to 7. Okay, awesome. We'll catch you. Thank you so hey, much man, for, for uh, having stopping me, by man. and visiting. There it awesome. is. Thank you, Vern. Uh, Cliff Floyd with us. We'll Appreciate be back you, with man. more on well, Fantasy man. Sports today. Well. Right after this. Don't go away.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Turn live to the Hyatt in San Diego, California for Fantasy Sports Today at the Baseball Winter Meetings. Here are your hosts, Craig Mish and Bernie Pleskoff. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today live from the MLB Winter Meetings in San Diego, California. Our live setup in the second floor, the Grand Hyatt, Winchester, uh, Manchester. Excuse me, why did I say Winchester? I say that's a couple of times. That's the cathedral. Time. Got the Reds. They got that accomplished. Yeah, the Reds for sure. Um, but let's let's uh, let's dive back more into the fantasy conversation. Thanks again to uh, Cliff Floyd for joining us here on the show. Fantasy rookies is important, but before we do that, I know that Bernie, you wanted to speak to the uh, Vince Coleman interview. You that know, we had Vince before. Coleman. One thing he said is so true, and it sticks in my mind. Vince Coleman told you the game is not exciting. You know, that is so true. And I I think I told you this idea. This is my idea to change baseball. You get three or four throws over to first base. That's it. After that, you can't throw over to first. And that will increase stolen bases and add excitement. That's a rule change I'd like to see. We do need to see more stolen bases. We do need to see more Vince Coleman's. That was a great interview. Craig, I really love what you brought out in him. And that day is over. And it's sad to me when he said the game is not exciting. Well, that's got to change or baseball is going to be in bigger trouble. It's a game we love. It's the game we have. And it's, it, it really needs an injection of life. All right, um, let, let's kind of uh, look at the rookie landscape for 2020 in terms of fantasy. I think it's really important that we dive into this. And, right. Bernie, you had a chance to see the Arizona Fall League, and I think right. that a lot of the rookies out there in, uh, in fantasy are going to be very important. And the way that the landscape has changed is as follows. Uh, you know, back in the day, our good friend Lenny Melnick used to always say, a rookie is a rookie is a rookie. And, you know, a few years ago I fought with Lenny, uh, Bernie, and I said, look, Lenny, you're right. Rookies used to be players on the landscape that you wouldn't draft early, that you wouldn't consider early. But what's happening is they're now developed at a higher level. And they're cheap. And they're and they're cheap and they're ready to go. And then exactly. you get Jordan Alvarez and you get Pete Alonso. Right. And if you don't take rookies in fantasy, you fail. I mean, that's that's just – but now I'm not saying you have to take them high, but you no. have to you know weigh in on it. We're seeing prospects being talked about all over the place here. But you were at the AFL – and you saw players that could be on the fantasy landscape. And so I thought that before our coverage is over here, we may as well dive into that conversation. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is give you a name who is totally under the radar that you probably never heard of. And he's not hes not going to be with the Angels next year. So let me qualify that. But the name is Brandon Marsh. He is a huge outfielder. Now, they, they have Upton, they have Trout, and they have Joe Adele, who's going to be up there this year. Brandon Marsh is next, and he could play first base. This is a guy who hit 328 in the Fall League. He hit a couple home runs, drove in 11 runs, and for the Fall League, that's really good. What I like about him, 
is he's huge and he's got good eye-hand coordination. You heard it here first, Brandon Marsh, probably two years. A couple other guys I like, Alec Bohm, who, who we've all heard of with the Phillies, cannot play defense. They tried him at third, he's a clank. They tried him at first, he's a semi-clank. The guy can hit. He's a designated hitter. I look for the Phillies to trade him into the American League unless they want to try him at third base. But, you know, they did that with Mikhail Franco. Unless they go out now and get a third baseman, which I think they will, and I think it could be Donaldson, I still look for Bohm to be a big, big part of their future or great trade bait. So those are a couple names. The best athlete I saw, Craig, without a doubt, Royce Lewis. And you remember when Royce Lewis was really popular, people thought, well, this guy is really good, and then he stopped hitting. Well, he started to hit again. Great athlete. He can play left field. He could play shortstop. He can play third base. I saw him play everywhere. So if they move Rosario, it's a guy like Lewis that could come up and take that role. So those are three names right off the bat that I would give you that I really loved this past fall. Okay. Uh, Joe, I know that you've been working diligently to get your uh, rookie list out, certainly for you. Um, I mean, I guess two-part question. Do you see anyone with the impact that Alvarez and and uh, Alonzo had last year offensively? And and furthermore, who do you have uh, at the top of your 2020 list? Let's 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 look at this at redraft and not dynasty, because I think for dynasty, that's an, that's another story for another day. Yeah, that's probably another discussion altogether. But I would say right now, in terms of what you're looking at, and impact players, I don't see anybody out there coming in and doing what Alvarez did. I think what Alvarez and Alonzo did last year is something you get once every 10, maybe even 20 years, and it's a staggering thing. Now, granted, it's becoming more of the usual. We get Aaron Judge coming up and heading for power right away. You've seen some of these guys come up and be very good, and it's because they're playing in more advanced styles of baseball at younger ages. They're playing more baseball at younger ages. They're also getting better instruction at younger ages. So all of those things have basically skyrocketed the timetables for these guys where they used to come up at 25, 26. Now they're coming up at 22 sometimes even younger and making an impact. Joe Adele, as we talked about before, but Luis Robert is another one of these guys too, just like Aloya Menez. I am super excited about Jimenez in year two, uh, but Robert, uh, or Robert, as uh, now we've been instructed to call him, has really started to come on. 32 home runs, 36 steals, 108 runs, 92 RBI in just 122 games last year. Uh, that is an incredible amount. He is going to come up this year and he's going to hit. And also Jared Kalenic too, who is part of that deal that the Mets made with Robinson Cano. Now, which they probably, will regret. They, they, will, will they might even regret it even last year, <laughs> depending on what happens here in 2020, I'll tell you. But uh, he's another guy probably more of a year away, although you might get us. If he really skyrockets and plays really well through AAA, there's an opportunity potentially for him to come up maybe in August, September. I doubt it just because of the way Seattle's structured right now. But this is, uh, I don't want to say a down year for prospects, but compared to last year, I think the guys right away Gavin Lux for the Dodgers, that makes a lot of sense, too. They kind of have a need there as well. So you can see a guy like Lux coming in right away, playing in that middle infield for the Dodgers. And well, you've got, you've got Madrigal with the White Sox, who could probably play he, this yeah, year. My you've only got, thing with him, Bernie, is just 162 minor league games and so far just four home runs. Yeah, so that well, just but he's a second, like he's a he's a second baseman. And he's a good you know? baseball player, but I right. think as a fantasy asset, I think he's still 
very behind a guy like Luis Robert or somebody's other Robert guys is Robert is the real deal. Believe He's me. Right. I just wrote I just wrote an article for Forbes.com. You can find me there at Forbes.com about how the White Sox did their rebuild. And Robert's a huge part of it. He is just that good of an athlete. He can do it all. He's a great outfielder, and he's really starting to to hit. He's got quick wrists, a great bat. He finds the barrel. You've got Odell. He'll be there. Um, Kopech on the mound coming off of Tommy John. I think he's going to be really, really good. He used to throw 100. I don't know if he could anymore. He had great breaking ball. But you know what? Can he throw strikes? But look for Kopech to make the rotation at some point. Yeah, the name yeah, that I last keep... seven starts, he was really good. Just four walks in his last 44 winnings. So if that trend holds, you can make a really big case for him this year, too. Yeah, I'll make no case for no rookie uh, pitcher in fantasy. Nate never, Pearson. Never works out. I still, I mean, I, I'm late in the draft, sure, but for every Pearson. No, I'll take him. Yeah, you'll take Lazardo too. How did that work out? No, 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 no. They're a different guy. <laughs> Nate, per, Nate Pearson throws 100 with command. Big, big difference. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm out on uh, rookie pitchers. Uh, Wander Franco's very young. I don't know that he'll uh, be up this year. Ready. Still not ready, but that's the name that everyone needs to know uh, in fantasy. But you guys gave some great names, I think, for, Mackenzie uh, for Gore. 2020. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore is a possibility. Um, is Mize healthy, Casey Mize? Yeah, but I don't think he's ready yet. I think there's a little bit of time left uh, for him in development. Maybe by September. Of course, that's different now. You know, we should well, talk yeah, about that. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you might not see him this year because yeah, that's of the way right. September works. That's so the, I, I think you're looking because of where where Detroit is. I'm, I'm with Bernie. I'd be surprised if we saw Casey Mize this year. So if he's one of these assets you're holding on to right now, and you can win now this year, there's a good chance he doesn't impact your rotation because there's no reason for them to start his clock. Yep. Forrest Whitley, uh, big, big question mark. He was good in the fall league, then bad, then good, then bad. He had a horrible season. They yeah, shut him down. Forrest Whitley was going to be the next superstar pitcher. Uh, uh, my jury is still out. I, I saw the pitching. I saw the pitchability. I saw the guts, you know, that he has on the mound. I still worry about whether this guy can convert from minor league to major league baseball and throw strikes. All right, we'll uh, continue on here live from the Grand Hyatt in San Diego. It is our winter meetings coverage. It continues when we come back after the break. We'll go over some of the latest rumors in the world of baseball and fantasy baseball. Unfortunately, all the latest rumors are being provided by me right now. So hopefully somebody else can throw something out there that we can uh, <laughs> dive into. We'll be right back with more FNTSY Live from San Diego after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Sports Today live at the Baseball Winter Meetings in San Diego, California. Here are your hosts, Craig Mish and Bernie Bleskoff. All right, welcome back to our live coverage of the MLB Winter Meetings. Uh, Craig Mish, Bernie Pleskoff here with you until 11 o'clock Pacific, which is 2 o'clock Eastern time. Dr. Roto is going to take over with a little full-time fantasy. It is Wednesday, so... 
Big transaction day, pick up and drop in fantasy football as the fantasy playoffs continue on. I will be back tomorrow with Joe on uh, Fantasy Sports today as we dive back into football, but I believe we'll have a winter meetings recap also, uh, maybe some of the interviews and things that we've done here on the show. So stay tuned to that. That'll be tomorrow, noon to Eastern, as uh, as I make my way back from the winter meetings uh, when our show is over today, as a matter of fact. Tomorrow, by the way, for those people who don't know, the winter meetings, uh, you certainly could have deals and you could have trades on Thursday but uh, the rite of passage every Thursday, two things happen. The first thing happens is that all the major executives involved in Major League Baseball are involved in what's called the Rule 5 draft. And so that is a long and tedious process that happens, usually starts in the morning and ends in the late afternoon. And so you don't get the amount of uh, traffic tomorrow. You don't get the amount of trades tomorrow. Usually they're all completely wrapped up in that. And then you know what happens, Bernie, immediately after the Rule 5 draft is they're all on the plane and they're all headed out of San Diego. So I made the conscious decision after learning this right. <laughs> the last couple of years to get myself out of Dodge on Wednesday so I can actually get myself exactly. back to South Florida. So, uh, so our coverage ends uh, officially today. Now... Uh, I was counting on somebody to stir up a rumor, and of course, John Heyman did us that favor. So let's dive into uh, another one here. Now, this is this is so far out that uh, wow! Like to to think that th- this could actually happen would sh- would shake everything up in the world of reality and fantasy. So, best ball drafters, beware! Uh, according to John Heyman, Rockies are willing to listen to trade inquiries on Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I don't oh. believe it. No <laughs> They've gotten many calls on him since trade deadline would shake up monster third base market. Rendon, Donaldson, Bryant, no one sees likely yet, has a full no trade clause also. Exactly. As, as and they just the signed him last year. Uh, it's not going to happen unless they want to save the money. You know, they are notoriously frugal. And he, before he signed that contract, was a little bit nervous, and it affected his play a little bit. After he signed it, he relaxed. Wow, he's a great baseball player. I just don't see how you trade the focal point of your franchise. Yeah, I, I would characterize this as the, as the highly uh, unlikely one for sure. Well, here's a question. Do you think he wants out? No. I, I mean, don't. do you think you look at it if you're Nolan Arenado and you say, what are the chances of me really winning a championship here with this climate in Colorado and the way things have gone here historically? Well, he had to make the decision to sign that extension, and he once exactly. he did that, then... Have we not seen that before where guys sign deals and then have buyer's remorse afterwards and they don't no. fill it around with what they're supposed to do? Or, like Bernie said, maybe realizes they're as frugal as they are here and they're not putting the team around him and he wants out? Yeah, but the thing is, he's in the, the consummate hitter's ballpark. It, it's helped his game. He is a great, great third baseman. I just don't see him wanting out of there. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, would, I would say uh, unlikely. But what's interesting here is, and, and this will you know, certainly affect the way that we, we draft here, and we can break it all down. The, the best free agent that is still out there is Anthony Rendon. Yes. So... And I don't know that it's a fair assumption, but I believe that Texas looks like the most likely destination and the most plausible one. You have Josh Donaldson out there. Yes. And so what happens is, let's say hypothetically Rendon, let's just use Texas as an example, okay? Now you put the Washington Nationals in the conversation as needing a third baseman. Uh, Then Donaldson has to pick between Washington and Atlanta, hypothetically, and maybe even somewhere else. Once Donaldson goes off the market, I think the point may be is that 
there's going to be a couple teams that are going to need a third baseman. And from what I'm understanding here is the conversations on Chris Bryant, while there aren't really many being had right now, as soon as Rendon signs and then teams pivot to Donaldson, guess what? Someone's going to be left holding the bag. Bryant may be the pivot for that team. If the grievance is settled. You know, you're not going to buy a guy if you don't know how many years of control you have. Why is this taking so long with this I don't grievance? know. It's Major League Baseball. Who knows? <laughs> you know? That's the answer. Seriously, how long did it take him to tell us that the seams of the ball were wrong? You know, people were screaming about it the first week of last season. And today, they released the report. So you tell me. What about, what about uh, you know, every year, Bernie, we go into a season and, you know, targeting Rockies is a pretty good proposition because yep. they always seem to have good fantasy ramifications. I always uh, am curious how the Rockies handle those younger players. Uh, outside of story, uh, you know, Garrett Hampson, Ryan McMahon, it feels like they call them up, they bring them, they put them back. They call them up, they put them back. It's always a tantalizing proposition because guys like Charlie Blackman are out there. Story, as I mentioned, Nolan Arenado. You always want to have a piece of that yeah. Rockies offense. But those it's a little, are, those it's a, are the guys. It's a little more dangerous now. Why did they fall so flat last year? Well, they're pitching. You know, they, they pitched very well two years ago, and they didn't last year. And if you can't pitch in Colorado, you're not going to win. And you, very few people can pitch in Colorado. There's very little spin on the ball because of the, the humidity issue. They have the the humidor, so if you if you can pitch in Colorado, you're going to make a, a gazillion dollars. But nobody's been able to do it consistently. Yeah, uh, where are you at with the Rockies this year, Joe? I know that. Uh, I mean, look, Bernie brings up a good point. I would say this: uh, guys have had success in Colorado at in spurts. A year, yeah, like years. Freeland is a good example yeah, of that. Right. But then the Baldo next year Menez. they come back, and then Valdo you know, is for like four months. Yeah, Marquez for like. Two months. One season, yeah. But then they can't do it over a long period of time. And we all went out and drafted Marquez. Oh, a lot of people really oh, love Marquez. Yeah. yeah, lots of swing and miss stuff, and right. it won't, don't worry about well, the altitude. It what you, look, if you're playing if you're playing in head-to-head formats, you can get away with a guy like Marquez because of the strikeout rate, and you can play him, you can pick and choose depending on what the ADP is, and play him on those weeks where he's got road starts or two road starts, and you can be very careful with that and manage it. But at a certain point now, I mean, we've been doing this since the early 90s in Colorado, and no one's been able to do it consistently. No, you can't. And that's why I it's keep impossible. looking at it, and I say to myself, if I'm Nolan Arenado, I don't know where, why I want to be there still. And I'll tell you what, you, you asked the question, why did they fail so terribly last year? It wasn't just the pitching, too. They also have a lot of players that kind of profile in the same light. Uh, David Dahl, uh, Hampson. McMahon, these are all very similar type players. And then they kind of signed the older version of that guy in Daniel Murphy, which didn't make any sense to me at all. So I don't know. It's a very strange ball club. Blackman's another year older. Story's a free agent next year. This is a very weird situation here for the Colorado Rockies. And I'll tell you what, if they look at it and they say, you know what, this isn't working the way we've constructed it, they could get an enormous amount back for Nolan Arenado. Although that's a big contract, it's not an impossible one. And Arenado was pretty good on the road last year, not as good in cores. The splits are still obviously very favorable at cores. But considering his defense, taking out the fantasy aspect, he is such a tremendous help to a pitching staff on any team. Let's not forget that not being able to pitch in Colorado helps Arenado because the the opposition can't pitch in Colorado. Okay? So... I don't see him going anywhere. Not only either. I think that this is this is among the less than one percent chance here. Okay, so uh, one more uh, rumor uh, thrown out last night, and this is Ken Rosenthal of the Athletics saying 
that uh, the Astros could entertain a deal for Carlos Correa. Now, you this know, this one I'm that makes sense. The, yeah, this one is maybe I'd put at the you know people love when I do the percentages. This one I would put at like the twenty percent. You know, this is a little bit higher for me, Bernie. Uh, for the life of me, and I know that injuries have been a big part of it. I can't figure out why. Uh, Carlos Correa has not taken that next step. Well, you said I, it. I, I've picked him to win the MVP probably like four times already. Injuries <laughs> are injuries, injuries, and then there are injuries. And Look, a massage injury. When he first came out, it was who's better, Lindor or Correa? And Don't it wasn't close. That? It was all Correa. Uh, absolutely. Everybody said Correa. Well, I thought so what? too. Uh, he has turned out to be a very average baseball player and maybe a bit above average with the bat. But he gets hurt. He's injured. So now, what are you trading for? What are you looking at? Are you going to get uh, 600 at-bats? I doubt it. I doubt it. So it depends on what you have to give up. Maybe some team, Joe, sees the upside there. Uh, look, any any there's there's going to be some team where the grass is, they feel like the grass is greener and they would take an opportunity there. As in, he'll be healthy when he plays for us. The, exactly. Well, and the, and in and all the, fairness, too, he is the same. We just talked about Mazzara, right? turning 25 this year so is carlos correa i think yeah, we all take that for granted too right. he's just 25 now when you want to talk about a player i would take a chance on i would go all in on if i was an organization it would be correa and a team that could really use him is a team like the mets and they match up because they could move a rosario and an andre Jimenez type prospect situation there give them the shortstop and now and the shortstop of the future and take some salary relief because God knows they're going to need that over there in Houston in the upcoming years as these other guys start to age up and go into arbitration. But Carlos Correa, to me, at 25 years old, I still see a bright future. And let's not forget, too, Anthony Rendon was kind of labeled the same thing. Why isn't Anthony Rendon fulfilling his promise? All, all these injuries. And what happened? A couple years of being injured, and then that third year, he was healthy. And ever since, he's been a 25-100 type player and a guy that you could build a franchise around. And I still feel like Carlos Correa has that in him. I would be all in on him. You want to talk about what they look like and what you could build a franchise around, not just fantasy but real baseball? To me, Correa's that guy, Craig. Yeah, what I want to do is is coming up in the next break, The uh, two years ago, uh, I remember doing radio shows and, and at the end of the year looking back and thinking if I just drafted the entire Astros team, and nothing else, I would have won fantasy leagues. But clearly the landscape is changing for them. And next, what I want to do with you guys is discuss what the Astros may do. There's so much in flux with them in terms of penalties for uh, what we know and what we don't know with some of the sign stealing and things of that nature. Maybe Correa is the tip of the iceberg. Maybe this goes back to the days of when Bernie was a scout with the Astros where they were almost you know, virtually getting ready for tank mode. Uh, spent all those years not winning games to get all those draft picks. So we'll dive into that next as we return live at the Manchester Hyatt here in San Diego, California. We're live at the winter meetings, and uh, we got Bernie Pleskoff in the house, Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia. We'll talk about some of the fantasy ramifications of the Houston Astros when we come back. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. 
Now we return live to the Hyatt in San Diego, California for Fantasy Sports Today at the Baseball Winter Meetings. Here are your hosts, Craig Mish and Bernie Pleskoff. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, live here on FNTSY Radio from the Grand Hyatt in San Diego, California. It's the MLB 2019 Winter Meetings. Our coverage out here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday ends in about 20 minutes from now. And so our regular programming goes back uh, tomorrow to a little fantasy football discussion, some baseball discussion. And on Friday, in the time slot of 12 to 2 Eastern, uh, with all the great stuff that we've had out here uh, Sean and I and uh, the great team at FNTSY will put together a nice little best of show uh, for everything that we've covered out here. and We'll promote that thing so you guys could go back and either listen live to our shows or listen on demand. That's uh, the best way that you can do that. Uh, we got Joe Pizapia, as always, here on the show. He is in New Jersey. I am with Bernie here sitting at uh, a table here on the second floor of the uh, Grand Hyatt. And we teased the last segment about you know jumping in a little bit to the Houston Astros, arguably when you want to talk about fantasy baseball the last three years, outside of, of maybe a couple of other teams, maybe even not the Astros, more fantasy value than any other team in Major League Baseball. Gurriel at first, Altuve at second, Correa at short, Bregman at third, Springer in the outfield, World Series MVPs, Garrett Coles, Charlie Mortons, Justin Verlanders, Dallas Keuchel's, I mean, I mean uh, closers. You could just go on and on with these yeah. guys. But, Bernie, they are in, and you worked for the Astros, they are in a very delicate situation, which makes it delicate delicate for us in fantasy because we don't know what's going to happen with the pending sanctions that could potentially come against them for everything that we've seen over the last couple of months with some of the sign stealing. And with them potentially entertaining offers on Correa, let's let's get real here. Uh, Charlie Morton's not in the rotation. Garrett Cole's not in the rotation. Correct. Dallas Keuchel's not in the rotation. Uh, the bridge to get to the ninth inning. Will Harris probably going to leave as a, as a free agent. Right. They've had these guys that have come in. Josh James uh, hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't really gotten to the point where they thought Josh James would be. You mentioned Forrest Whitley. They fully expected him to be in the opening day rotation uh, this year. Is there a chance, maybe this is as far-fetched as any of the other chances, but is there a chance that in a year, probably not this year, but in a year or two, would the Astros go right back to where they were and start all over again by tearing this thing down and saying to themselves, you know what? We traded for Granke. All of our top prospects we dealt. Kupowskis, Corbin Martin. I mean, all, all of the first and second round picks. Seth Beer, who they drafted, they traded him too. Is there a chance of that happening, or are they going to patch this together and, and continue to try and win like this? They certainly could, Bernie. They have to be among the favorites of the American Well, League. let me share this with you. The Astros of today and the Astros of when I was there, when we played the White Sox in the World Series, uh, is night and day. The, this is not anywhere close to the franchise I work for. And let me say this kindly, as kindly as I can. There is a certain arrogance about this franchise that has rubbed Major League Baseball uh, the wrong way for quite a while. And if you look at their club, the way they are constructed, they are getting older. Look at their top two pitchers, Verlander and Granke. You know, these guys are at the end of their career, not at the beginning of their career. Brantley in left field is not getting any younger. Reddick in right field. I mean, there is some age on this club. 
when does Altuve, although I don't think it's soon, and I've got an That's Al- a good question. And I've got an Altuve story to tell you okay. at some point. All right. Well, no, well, we may have to do it, Bernie. We only have 15 minutes left here. Um, <laughs> Altuve is not getting any younger. Uh, Guriel was not young when he came over from Cuba. I don't know. I think it's a great question you pose. They, they've got the band together now, but when Paul McCartney leaves, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know which, which of these is Paul McCartney. You know, somebody's going to be gone from here, whether it's Granky breaking down or Verlander hitting the wall. What's going to happen? I don't know. That's a great question, Craig. Yeah. And they don't have the farm system to lean on. And it's they the may Cubs. not be it's able the to. the Cubs all over again. It really is. The Cubs were great when they beat the Indians. Now they have nobody in the farm system. Nobody. Yeah. They've traded them all they, away they to, win did a world, the, to win a World Series, the, and they did it. The owner, uh, Crane, is uh, a Texan and a risky Texan. And, by the way, a very vocal and, uh, and I think, powerful owner at that. And he's willing to take chances. Bernie... When you in 2017, okay. when <laughs> you weren't there, when you in 2017 say on the night before the August 31st trade deadline, go get me Justin Verlander, and I don't <laughs> care what you got to give up, right? And you get it done, and you're Jim Crane. How do you not do that again and try with Zach Greinke? But in this particular situation. This may be one that comes back to hurt them a little bit because no if, they, if they do get hit with sanctions, which they couldn't have envisioned at the time, the one thing that most people, and they're not answering any questions, even Carlos Beltran was interviewed, a former Astro, about They know nothing? Yeah, they're not, they're not talking about it. But the only way that you can really penalize a team in baseball is through the draft picks. There have been some people that would suggest a postseason ban. Well, guess what they're going to do during the regular season then? Come on. They're not going to play. It's going to be money and draft picks. It's going to be draft picks. And those draft picks, let me me explain. They're they're gold and they're diamonds. Garrett Cole just got $290 million. If you have a first-round draft pick that looks like and can be, and you don't know that it will be, ends up Garrett Cole, you don't have to pay that guy for six years. You save yourself $300 million. You take those away from the Astros and their development, and and that may disable the franchise. What they have done is nothing short of brilliant. Getting Verlander, getting Granke, and and getting Granke, uh, I give credit to the front office of the Diamondbacks for getting rid of his salary. They found a taker, and look, he helped them out. But Granke and Verlander, and your number three is McCullers. They have yeah, got McCullers to go, back this They've year got to get some pitching. And like I said, Brantley's not getting any younger. Reddick's not getting him. They do have some outfielders that could come up. But I, I just think this is a... I said arrogant. I think that's an arrogant franchise that is that plays it a little bit too loose for me. That's all. All right, uh, Joe. What's your take here on the on the Astro situation? Well, look. First of all, you always ask yourself, was it worth it? Was the juice worth the squeeze? And I think it was. They've been to the World Series. They have title to show for it. That's what you want. They still have Alex Bregman. Last time I checked, too, he's pretty darn good. You have yeah. Alvarez, who's pretty darn good and young. So even as Altuve starts to age out, and maybe Springer too. I am not quite as doom and gloom about the Astros as maybe some other people are because I'm hopeful that Lance McCullers can bounce back because we've seen some short spurts of him where he looks very good. Verlander doesn't look like he's slowing down necessarily last time I checked either. Now, I believe this is why this Correa news that floated today 
is potentially so impactful because there's that one chip you have. You can argue that they have won regardless of the presence of Carlos Carrasco on that team. Last year on the break, we just were talking about when uh, we were on the break here on the show, he played just 75 games last year. So Carlos Correa is that one chip that probably is the most valuable chip they have, a blue chip pro uh, shortstop who is just 25 years old who still has superstar potential and can bring you back an enormous amount of prospects to retool this organization and this pipeline. And if they do that properly, my goodness, they could be very good and they could have a second run. And I think where the Cubs went wrong is they did not necessarily act on some of those opportunities they had to either move on from a Rizzo or move on from uh, a Bryant or move on from a Baez. And they waited too long and then they couldn't flip that one. They had guy. no prospects. Well, and, and that's the problem is they, they dealt everybody and then you know, the Ian Haps right. of the world didn't pan out and a couple of the other guys didn't pan out. But they didn't flip one of the superstars they had to retool everything and kept going with some of these older pitchers, and some of them worked out, some of them didn't. Darvish had a great second half. But so far, I think we could still call that maybe an incomplete because the first couple uh, you know, months of this contract were not very good for him. But I would say this. I don't think the Houston Astros are done. They're very clever, and if they flip Correa, I think with that young talent they have in Bregman and Alvarez, they could turn this around very well, quickly. Well, the more I think about it, the more this makes great sense to me. It does. This is the time to move them, and they don't move them for anything but pitching. If they can't get pitching, he's going nowhere because that's their unmet need. They don't need one starter. They need two. And if Whitley works out, they need one. But I'm not sure Whitley's going to work out. I but, have a question for you, Bernie. What do you think yeah. about moving him to Detroit who's desperately looking for something to build around? For boy? For what? For whom? Uh, well, they've got Manning. They've got Mize. They've got a nice Yeah, no, 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 no. They need a guy on the mound now. They can't wait for Manning. They No, okay. they need a proven starter. They need a paddock who has a year behind them. They need to flip them to San Diego. San Diego gets their shortstop, which they are now looking for, uh, and they get a pitcher. So that's the type but of San deal. But San Diego's trying, too, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you know, they need to get a starter. And now, or they're going to fall further behind. I think we have to find uh, a, t a tanking team. Kluber. Kluber fits for me. Right, but then I thought about that. But then you already have a shortstop in for, uh, in Cleveland. For a while, for two yeah, years. And you already have a third baseman. No, and no, if they were going to move No, they somewhere. don't have a third baseman. Uh, second baseman? He may, yeah, they, one of the two has to go, either third or second. They have to get one of the two. They can move, uh, they can move their third baseman, Ramirez, to second. Right. Etc. But Kluber is the guy that I would look to if I'm Houston, and I would give up uh, maybe Correa, and that that might free up uh, the, their shortstop. What hmm. about uh, a Luis Castillo? I heard he might be on the block. Mm, interesting. I mean, that, interesting that in name. terms of like putting things together, there's a 26 year old young pitcher. He's proven, thrown 200 innings. You like what you've seen. Interesting. He, he, here's a proven guy. I mean, that's a very fair trade. And, yeah. you know, Cincinnati is a team. You know, they just went in with Moustakas. They got Eugenio Suarez. They've got some pieces there. They could. But where's know, their pitching coming from then? Uh, that's that's another trouble. But he's already been floated around. So if you're floating him around, I mean, I can't think of a better return than Carlos Correa. Yeah. yeah. Could be Bauer, too. You know, who knows? This is interesting. This gets me thinking, this Correa <laughs> rumor. That's a good one. Yeah. Because that is their trade chip. I don't know who floated it, but it's true. He is their, he is their trade chip.
That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. A and real it, risky one would be Tyon, but that's a very risky nah, one. No, no, no way. You're not giving up Correa for that. All oh, the Pirates would gladly give up their whole team to do anything. Tomorrow, I know. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, well, they're, I know they're, they're heading. To. They're heading in the tank. Uh, but there just there just isn't a lot for. Unfortunately, Pittsburgh's heading in the tank with nothing really to offer. And they have a new GM, and we don't know what he's going to do. I mean, would a would a Samarja package? No. no, no, not not there. Not the way he throws fly balls. Yeah, my no, goodness, it wouldn't work. Are you kidding? No. All way. right, so we, we've the guy, we've, we've, <laughs> we've 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 failed. We failed to. to no, uh, it's gonna. Uh, Kluber Kluber excites me. That's good. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. You're welcome. All right. There it is. Bernie <laughs> Pleskoff sharing his uh, his thoughts, his stories, his feelings. All right. We, uh, we got to take one more time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. And when we come back next, we will have our two-minute drill. As a quick reminder, you can listen to this show live on iHeartRadio. You can also listen on TuneIn Radio. And you can also listen on our app on the Fantasy Sports Network app. And make sure that what you do is you download those. And that's the way you can listen live on your phone or anywhere where you have the Internet, basically. Now, here are the other ways that you can listen. On demand, what you want to do is subscribe to our program. And by subscribing, what you're doing is you're going to, for example, the iTunes Store or Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you hear podcasts. And you type in FST, or you can even type in my name, Craig Mish. And it will pop up there. You can even subscribe to my other podcast, Swings and Mishes, where I talk about the Marlins. But this is, the, this is primarily the show that I'm speaking of now in terms of fantasy. And then every day, as soon as the show is over, what we do is we populate it. and It goes up into a cloud somewhere. Uh, Bernie Pleskoff jumps up in the air, grabs it, pulls it down, sends it over to your phone. And then you can listen to the show whenever Very you cool. want on demand. That's how it all works. We've got to get Bernie's uh, some uh, good sneakers for the, the podcast jumping. All right. Uh, Two-minute drills next. Then we wrap it up. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. And now we return live to the Hyatt in San Diego, California for Fantasy Sports Today at the Baseball Winter Meetings. Here are your hosts, Craig Mish and Bernie Pleskoff. All right, welcome back as we wrap up our coverage at the Baseball Winter Meetings here for 2019. I want to make sure that we uh, thank everybody over at uh, SportsGrid, first of all. Uh, first and foremost, our producer for the last uh, three days, Sean Guastamacchia, also Chris Bavona helping out as well, Greg Sussman, executive producer, Mike Cardano, uh, Lou Mayone, and, uh, of course, uh, David Katz from the uh, Elvis Duran Group, who has been uh, so instrumental in, in me coming over here to FNTSY and and, uh, and setting this up today in uh, phenomenal three days I thought that we had out here. Also want to thank Joe Pizapia, who... Uh, helped us out with some of the fantasy discussion and the reality discussion as well. And uh, Bernie, uh, thank you for the last uh, three days as well. I hope you enjoyed doing the shows out here and 
having a little fun, a little fantasy, a little reality. We were able to talk about some of the big news. We had a good winter meetings, I would say. It was, yeah. it was a, there was a lot of activity, uh, two very big signings. And, and listen, there may be more in the next 24 hours. I love being with you, Craig. Uh, I appreciated these three days. Thank you to David Katz. And uh, I, I would love to be doing this more with you, Craig. I think this is a great format. I think fantasy football, uh, fantasy, fo- fantasy baseball right. fantasy football is, is just <laughs> beginning to take off. Uh, it's it's huge, and I and I think the more knowledge people have about players, the better they will do. So thank you very much for having me. And uh, you folks out there, you can read me at Forbes.com. Type in the name Pleskoff at the little looking glass on the right side. All my articles will come up, Forbes.com. And um, thanks thanks again. All right, so uh, that'll do it for our coverage here. And uh, as Bernie said, thanks to everybody listening, everybody tuning in. Make sure that you follow uh, Bernie on Twitter, by the way, too. That's yeah, a good way to Bernie get it. Yeah, There it is, Bernie Pleskoff uh, on Twitter as well. All right, so uh, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow at noon. And Joe Pizzapia and I will dive back into fantasy football. I got some catching up to do here in fantasy football covering baseball over the last few days because I got a playoff game coming up this week as well. Uh, And then on Friday, uh, if you missed any of our coverage, you're just tuning in now. Maybe you're like, oh, my gosh, I missed the last three days. Don't worry. We'll put a nice little best of show together for you. We'll air that uh, this coming Friday. So thanks again to everybody listening. The last three days we had a blast here at the winter meetings. And uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Dr. Roto is coming up next. And I hope you have a great Wednesday night. This is Craig Mish saying so long from San Diego. Talk to you tomorrow. Full-time fantasy is next. See you.